we have a story here, Daniel. Yeah. About esports. Oh, baby. Now, people like to ask the question is esports a real sport? But earlier this week, a 16 year old won $3 million playing a Fortnite tournament. $3 million, Daniel. How? So, my question is. If you can make millions of dollars playing it, they played it in the same tennis stadium that they play the U.S. Open in, or the Arthur Ashe Arena. So they, they played this $3 million. They played it in the same place as you play a tennis tournament. Is there any question whether or not it's a real sport at this point? I mean... And by the way, who's making these definitions? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it just goes back to the philosophy of, oh, I can't believe anyone would sit and watch someone play video games. But everyone's classic response to that is, well, what do you mean? Why don't you go grab the pig skin and throw it yourself then? Why are you sitting watching Tom Brady, you know, try to win his millionth championship? It's, it just is a failed question, I think, at this point. I think there's really no other way to put it than esports are a sport, and now it's just... To what degree are they going to become part of the mainstream? Absolutely. The, the champion, his name is Kyle Gearsdorf. Uh, they call him Booga, I believe, on Booga, uh, Booga. online. But he won more than what tennis champion Novak Djokovic took home from winning Wimbledon two weeks ago and more than what Tiger Woods won from winning this past year's Masters tournament. Which is kind of insane. It's absolutely insane. Sunday's solo final also netted more than 2 million concurrent viewers on Twitch and YouTube. Which is pretty insane. Now, last year, Fortnite, uh, the video game, generated $2.4 billion in revenue. And here's an interesting story. Uh, Twitch, the online streaming platform, uh, has been, uh, I think, kind of at the center of esports' rise to prominence. Mm -hmm. And one of the most prominent people with that is a gamer called Ninja. Now, Ninja made a big announcement this week that he was actually going to switch his streaming platform and just exclusively broadcast his gaming on Mixer. So he's been broadcasting on Twitch, and on Twitch he actually had the most followers of anybody, 14,717,135 followers at his peak. Yeah. Um, But he announced uh, Wednesday that he was going to switch and broadcast exclusively on Mixer, which is owned by Microsoft. Now, he released a video to make this announcement, and I have part of that video, if I turn off the music, (laughs) right about... Though, you know, I do want to hear beats every now and then. Here's Ninja's video. I know this may come as a shock to many of you, but as of today, I will be streaming exclusively on Mixer. I know, I know, it's exciting. Such exasperation. I know, I know. It's, 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 it's a very well-produced video, and it's a lot of fun. But the big thing about this is that there's a lot of money in this. And this is a company in Microsoft that went and signed this kid, basically, that's, yeah. a, that's a really, really good gamer, obviously 14 million followers, <laughs> yeah. uh, that watch him play video games. That might sound insane to you, but it, we're at a point now, Daniel, where I think if you're a person that's sitting there saying, oh, it's just video games you're missing out on the big money that's being thrown around in this area. Yeah, and I think there's two main perspectives to take away from this. The first is the impact that an influencer can have on your business, positively or negatively. Right. Since we're seeing so much um, so much of a change in marketing that's putting an emphasis on the individual to help really drive that marketing, what happens when that individual becomes one of your main money makers and then they leave. That is a real gamble that you're putting on one person. And now those 14 million people, I don't think they're going to leave Twitch, but they sure as heck aren't going to be tuning in quite as regularly, uh, you know, to watch their favorite streamer. Now that's probably going to hit Twitch 
pretty hard. Mixer uh, has already climbed all the way to the top of free app charts. Yeah. So that has shot Mixer to the top from relative anonymity. Exactly. So it's interesting to see how one person can have such a sway over the market like this. Absolutely. Um, now, the other side of it is sponsorships. How much money do you actually get as a company from these sponsorships? Now, there's not really a lot of data around this for esports yet, but at least around sports or traditional sports, in 2018, companies were set to spend a collective $65 billion on this, even though the majority of them only, well, actually, yeah, the majority of them don't feel like they can measure ROI on this. Only 19% of sponsorship professionals felt they could measure any sort of return on investment from this. So it seems to be like a standard to sponsor people, but it's not like you see a direct flow of cash from sponsoring famous players. Um, I think most of it comes down to social media exposure, comes down to brand awareness and brand recognition, which is why people do it. I mean, you know, if you see yeah. if you see someone with Qatar Airlines on the front of their jersey, like now you know what Qatar Airlines is. Sure. I would have never known Qatar had their own airline. So, um, <laughs> I thank soccer for that. Yeah, exactly. Now, I think what's cool about esports is that they're driven by an online presence mm-hmm. specifically, so being online could potentially drive people to sales pages and to websites more frequently, which could give uh, sponsorship more of a reason for existing in esports than in even traditional sports, because it's not just a banner on a person's shirt. Instead, it's a linked advertisement or it's a linked sponsorship that could drive people from Mixer, from Twitch to Dollar Shave Club or sure. to, you know, Udemy or whatever whatever person is sponsoring whatever. Absolutely. K-Swiss came out with their own brand and their own like specialty shoe for esports players. I don't know what that would be like. <laughs> Uh, and again, I'm not. I'm not trying to hate on esports. I'm trying to make an argument that it is very much a sport and it is very much a force in the world of business. But K-Swiss did make a slip-on sneaker that features lightweight, flexible material with an elasticated closure for wow. a snug fit, as well as a venting unit to make it breathable in warmer climates, and a wool-lined insole that can be inserted to make the shoes feel warmer. Wow, that sounds like a great shoe. It sounds like a great, great for shoe. industrial <laughs> air conditioning, where you're probably going to be playing your uh, your esports. Now, you know it's crazy that they're going more in the swag route than in the like sponsored, uh, let's say, keyboards or mice or, you know, at headphones maybe. I mean, I'm sure there are sponsorships there, but... K-Swiss sticking with what they do best. Yeah, it's it's cool seeing uh, it's cool seeing esports also adapt the kind of swag associated sponsorships mm. that you often see in traditional sports. So all that to say, keep an eye out for esports. It's getting big. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Fridays at 8 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com.